Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Golden, 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 living my life like it's golden. Yes, because I am the sunlight. L-I-G-H-T. Yes, this is the Dr. Jewel Hour. Oh my goodness, what a wonderful life it is having Dr. Jewel justifiably enchanted with enlightened living right here on the Jewel Network. That's right, through blogtalkradio.com, blogtalk, B-L-O-G, talkradio.com. And please, let me let you know, the Jewel Network, it brings us great pleasure to be alive at this juncture of advancement for civilization. The time is here where high-quality information for those ready to metamorphize into their next phase of growth and development. It is here upon us now. We have been inspired by the findings from personal research as well as from the data shared with us from the wisdom and intellect of others that a cohesive, fact-finding, truth emanating high-tech, continuous stream of transformative information is to be made available to the world at this time. And you can get it nowhere else but right here on the JewelNetwork.com with yours truly during the Dr. Jewel Hour. Dr. Jewel, how are you this evening? Greetings, everyone. I am just great, and it is a fabulous day to be in a physical body and to be able to speak with the world about such wonderful, intriguing things that affect us now and in our future. I'm just ecstatic. (laughs) It's beautiful, yes. Life is beautiful. We are light, L-I-G-H-T. Oh, and it's so beautiful to have such a consciousness that is light. We have light hearts, light minds. We are light. It's beautiful. Well, yeah, you know, I was talking to you earlier, R.A., and, you know, as we normally do, we get together and we discuss what we want to share, and uh, we decided that we would talk about AA today. (laughs) AA. Yeah, and that is not Alcoholics Anonymous, even though one day we may comment on that, but this is about attitude and aging, attitude and aging, and it's very interesting because, you know, R.A., I sent you a picture of uh, Jaja Gabor. Mm-hmm. And as you know, she's made the news today because she fell and she broke her hip. And she is in her 90s and she had to have surgery to mend her hip. And so what was so interesting is to uh, look at her now and look at her as she has existed in earlier times and the question is what has happened to the uh, body that she's possessed that has been raved about as being extremely attractive. So it says here that she was born in approximately uh, 1917 
or nine, somewhere between 1917 and 1919. And uh, therefore, uh, she's somewhere in her 90s, and we are seeing a significant deterioration in her health. Now, as you know, I am an advocate of immortality. I have discovered the Ponce de Leon Fountain of Youth. It is a state of consciousness. How about that? It is a state of consciousness. It is an attitude. And with the proper attitude, the actual fountain of youth, known as the bloodstream, will constantly rejuvenate and regenerate the tissues of the body every 24 hours. Every 24 hours, your bloodstream will regenerate and rejuvenate your tissues. However, what dictates and determines the quality of the bloodstream? The sacred waters of life. That's what the bloodstream is. And it is your attitude, how you are thinking, what you are thinking about, how you are integrating and interpreting the experiences that your thoughts have created. And one of the things that we have definitely discovered is every scientist can tell you that the blood standard standardly wants to always remain at a pH of 7. That pH of neutrality allows all of the mechanisms, exchange, mechanisms of physiologic reactions to occur so that the cell constantly renews itself. And when the blood has difficulty or is totally stopped from returning to its standard state of neutrality, the alkalinity or the acidity of the blood begins to dissolve dissolve the connective tissues that hold the tissues in place on the body. The connective tissue or the collagen system of the body that holds the tissues onto the muscles, on the fat onto the muscles, onto the bone, etc., literally begins to dissolve So what we have found is that when individuals begin to think in a polarized way, oh, this is good, and oh, that's bad, or oh, that's not right, or that's wrong, or oh, so positive, or that is just really negative. So wait a minute. No, they don't recognize that they have just moved the quality of their blood from being neutral into a polarized state that is, if left for significant amount of time will actually dissolve the connective tissue and they will begin to look like melting candles. But Dr. Jewell, you just invalidated religion by saying there is no right, there is no wrong, we need to stay neutral. When I mean, but God said this is right, this is and that is wrong and this is good and this is evil. So that's polarized thinking, and you're saying I shouldn't validate or live by that anymore? Well, this is what's so wonderful about being a manifestation of God, is that you can do what you select to do, and you will live to see the results of your selection. Okay? Mm -hmm. 
So therefore, it's like, you know, everybody gets mystified when they recognize that here I am, I got pictures of myself, I'm in my 20s, I'm in my 30s, I'm looking great. Okay, I see little changes in the 40s, you know, 50s, hmm, and by 60s, you know, it's like, well, we're not really able to recognize ourselves. Why? And it comes from, oh, am I just only eating wheatgrass juice and brown rice and, and you know, alfalfa sprouts or right. am I only just drinking wheatgrass juice or, you know, is it because I'm, you know, eating steaks or fish or uh, because I do like pizza or is it because I'm eating chocolate or it's really none of that. It is the attitude that because beyond the meal, what is happening? You're not eating 24 hours a day. The body is not digesting 24 hours a day. Let me qualify that in most people. Therefore, what is the consistent substance that is in the bloodstream for most people while they are conscious? And it is what they are thinking. And if their thoughts are polarizing, they're seeing an experience and they're judging it or they're criticizing it, etc., then they keep the bloodstream in a polarized state. And then with whatever it is that they're eating on top of it, really takes the pH to an extreme, very acidic or very alkaline. And therefore, that just enhances and accelerates the disillusion or dissolution of the connective tissue. And the skins and the muscles, everything just begins to slide out of place until the time that you're 65, 70 years old, you don't even recognize yourself because everything has slid out of place and is hanging and sagging. This was not a natural occurrence. There are no weaknesses in the human body, only weaknesses in how you think about the human body. Mm. And so the universal law behind that, dealing with beliefs and illusions, your beliefs are your experiences. Whatever you believe is what you will experience. No question about it, because that's the image that you're holding for the body to actualize. So you have to ask yourself then, of course, you're like, well, just by saying something is positive, is polarizing? Yes, it is. Because why can't everything be positive as far as you're concerned? Or why do you even, the better, the real question is, why do you even have to have an opinion? See, that's the key. If you're in a neutral mm. state and that neutrality allows your tissues to carry on all the metabolic functions necessary to digest your meals, to basically uh, create the proteins, the vitamins, the fatty acids, and everything that you need to sustain your tissues, your brain, et cetera, why do you have to even have an opinion? What do you want to accomplish? And whatever that is, you hold the vision of that, the picture of it. And then when you see an indication that you should take action, you do that. But where does any of that require you to have an opinion? It doesn't. What you want to accomplish in life is what? What you want to accomplish in life. It should be fulfilling to you. You should well, let me say this. I would imagine that to use your sacred brain and your tissues, you would want to be excited about what you're creating. You would want it to be significant to you and important, and therefore you are totally committed 
to having this experience for you, okay? So therefore, what other people think about it really is not important. A healthy, balanced individual is not going to create and bring harm to other people because they now know the order of the universe is I am the microcosm and the world is the macrocosm. It's just a bigger reflection of me. So if I'm going to be hurting other people, you will be hurting yourself. So a balanced person would not even create anything that's going to bring harm to other people because they know the harm comes right back to the source, to them. Mm, so so wait a minute. You're talking uh, about if I have a mood, a temperament, or an attitude, because that's what you call this AA, when I have an opinion and I make a judgment and I put that out on out into the atmosphere, that is going to impact me more than it impacts somebody else and it will cause me to age more than it will do to the atmosphere or stratosphere? Well, let's just really simplify the cascade of events that happens uh, within you before anyone else experiences the results of your thinking. For you as a field of consciousness mm-hmm. with information, you have a vehicle that that consciousness known as mind has encumbered, has totally saturated and you call that your body. Now, this body has master computerized locations on it that are responsible for ensuring that what you are thinking is translated to the body. And that translation, the language of the body, is chemistry. So you have a plexus of nerve cells whose responsibility is to make a chemical analog that directly translates your thought in the form of chemistry so that the body can comprehend what it is you're thinking. Mm. So you have a, a you have a couple of these locations. The mm-hmm. master largest complex of this translating capability is in the skull known as the brain. Then you also have a plexus around the heart. So you have a heart brain you also have a plexus around the gut, known as the gut brain. So we'll just talk about these three major sites. And these all have neuronal capabilities, and the fourth one is, guess what, your skin. The skin is a modified nerve. People don't recognize that. It's a modified nerve. Mm-hmm. So you have these four locations of computerized tissue that can take and transform other energy fields into the universal language of the body known as chemistry. That's released into the bloodstream, through the nerves, through the fluid, in the brain, around the spinal canal, so that the cells under all circumstances will get the directives from the brain via the mind. Put a bookmark there. Let me let you know that you are listening to the Jewel Network, justifiably enchanted with enlightened living. The JewelNetwork.com on BlogTalkRadio.com. Now we're talking about computerized chemistry within our bodies. Go ahead, Dr. Jewel. Continue. Well, we're talking about a computer that gives a printout in the form of 
chemicals, okay? Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, those chemicals are absorbed by the cells, and then they then translate what they're supposed to do based on that chemistry and then take action. And so thousands of cells that have committed themselves to work in a uniform way comprise what's known as an organ. And these organs then will work simultaneously with the other organs of the body so that we have something known as health. Mm. But it requires a universal environment for all of the organs to communicate and work simultaneously and harmoniously, and that is what the bloodstream, which is the major transit system for all information going to and from the tissues and to and from the tissues and the brain and from the brain to the tissues. And if that major transit system, known as the blood, is not allowed to stay neutral because it is being bombarded with chemicals made by the brain from a mind that is valuing one experience over the other as opposed to staying centered on a destiny, on a focus, on a vision, will destroy the vehicle that allows them to interact in this dimension known as the physical body. That's beautiful because what you're saying is the thoughts that you think really matter. And when you start thinking in a particular way or polarized thinking, your cells will begin to fall away from the bone structure or fall away from your skeleton. So that's why when you get older, if you were constantly thinking attitudinal... No, 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 no. no. See, no, it's not about why you get older. See, you, there's no such thing as age for the body if the body was allowed to have a harmonious, healthy environment to regenerate. Mm. And because your thoughts do not create a harmonious environment via the bloodstream, the Mm. tissues are constantly in stress. They constantly have to figure out how they're going to get their job done in an environment that doesn't support them, in an environment that has a charge, in an environment that basically causes the cells to have to utilize resources, reserves, energy to try to keep the bloodstream as neutral as possible so that it can get its basic work done. And therefore, that environment that is so polarized dissolves, totally dissolves the connective tissue that holds the organs in place. So the skin, which is an organ, slides out of place. The adipose tissue, which is a system, slides out of place. The arteries themselves are burned because of the acidity, the alkalinity that it constantly has to carry. The walls of the arteries are damaged from this constant alteration of pH, and they don't heal. They leave scars on the inside. Therefore, now blood clots form, all kind of matter uh, forms on the inside of the artery, and you get these blockages because of your opinions. Mm, 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 because of your thoughts. If your opinions. Instead of you being focused on seeing what you want to achieve and acting accordingly, everything else that's going on around you, you have an opinion on it. And the question that you have to ask yourself is why do you have to have an opinion? Why do you have to have an opinion on watching someone basically have a drink? 
or watching someone who basically is wearing a short skirt or watching someone who may be exercising and flexing their deltoids or basically looking at a TV. Why do you have to have an opinion? Why can't you just observe it? And you have to understand that that's really interesting because a lot of the sensationalism and the drama is so extreme that it literally subliminally forces you to make an opinion. For example, I mean, you have to understand, look at a culture who thinks murder, raping, robbing, stealing, being deceitful is entertaining. Those are extreme activities that definitely, by definition, are not in the best interest of everybody involved. By definition, the intent is malice and harm, and we actually pay to be entertained to see that. Wow. And the consequences of that is, of course, you've already decided that you know that obviously taking stuff from someone else there's always going to be a consequence to that. And so with the people who are, uh, what they call them, professional thieves, that they're the ones that are always so enamored and so busy trying to find out the latest technology to monitor what everybody else is doing because they automatically know that if I've stolen from someone else, then I am now set up to be stolen from. And so I don't want to be in the flow of the circle of events. I want to basically be outside of that circle, and so therefore I'll employ all of these technologies and whatever else so that I don't receive what I know I've put in motion to receive. And people don't even see that. So why do the thieves have all the alarm systems and whatever else, and they got the chaperones and the bodyguards and whatever else? Because they know that because they intentionally decided to take someone else's property, that that is the experience that must come back to them. And so they try to set in motion that these things won't happen to them. But, of course, we know that it is because nothing is greater than all of the universes that we're created in the image of. We're the microcosm of all of this greatness, so how can you, who want to attempt to undermine the order of the universe, be successful. It never happens. But to make these kind of events that are fruitless, entertaining says a lot about people and what they're thinking, and obviously it keeps a charge on the blood. And that charge on the blood melts the connective tissue, and you can just go every day to the mirror and watch your tissues slide off of your skeletal system. So, you know, some of you are like, oh, you know, that's just too outrageous. It just can't be that. It just must be natural. Well, you know, we've got people who they tell you, you know, that they don't have opinions about things. They're just glad to be able to see, hear, walk, and talk another day. They cherish everything, and they observe, and they observe, but they don't have an opinion on it because they recognize that everyone is a creator and is here to learn by and through what it is that they create. And so these people are then able to greet you at 136 years old, et cetera. Many are very older than uh, older than that, but they have found it difficult to be in the presence of humanity because humanity, again, 
does not, should I say, they're really at war with themselves in respecting and making a decision about what do they really want. Do they really want to live or do they really want to have drama and injury to their physical body and eventually to the extent that they can no longer hold on to it, which is what this society calls death. Mm-hmm. And they're constantly, yeah, they're constantly in that struggle. I mean, you know, and I just find it amazing. We have full series now of, you know, vampires, you know, and it's amazing because, you know, they tell you that we're dead and that, you know, we have more power than you in death than in life. And so don't you want to join us? And that's amazing. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. But, you know, why would a person basically feel that they have to die to be greater than what they were when they had everything going for them? I mean, you know, it's it's really kind of interesting, and that's why I thought it was important that at this time, as we're looking at the result of so many things happening on the planet and with the planet continuously progressing its evolution, mm-hmm. aligned with life, harmonious, perpetual change, yet stability. And individuals who basically have not been clear about the fact that they are 100% devoted to life have really put themselves in peril with being safe on the planet. So they can be at any of those strategic points where uh, the planet is adjusting and be caught up in an earthquake or caught up in a tsunami or any of these events because they had not made a clear decision as to what they were devoted to and then find out how they can demonstrate the devotion, first of all, to themselves and then obviously to the planet. So it's attitude that literally has uh, altered the beauty by her standards of Jaja Gabor. It's the attitude that has basically broke her hip. It's the attitude of individuals that robs your skeletal system of calcium where you basically are suffering from osteoporosis. They're not telling you this, okay? It's not because you don't really get enough calcium. Our diet has probably more calcium than most people on the planet eat. Mm -hmm. But your inability to really interact thoroughly with sunshine and your unwillingness not to categorize, to judge and criticize, has kept your bloodstream in such an acid or alkaline state, not neutral, where the connective tissue just melts in this chronic altered environment. Mm. So, Dr. Joe, can you, I mean, you made reference to attitude. Now, can I make the parallel between attitude and belief and you said something about devotion. And so we're dealing with what do we believe? Are we devoted to ourselves and have faith in who we are? Can we believe that we are immortal? And believe, I mean, those that are listening, I see all these people on the phone and in the chat room. And if they're hearing this, some I know for some folks it's like water off of a duck's back. Oh, I can't believe that. But then there's other folks it's like, well, hmm, I don't know how much of this I can believe, but they're questioning. So 
then comes in the belief of self or the the faith in oneself. Can you elaborate a little bit more? And before you go there, let me let you know it is 30 minutes past top of the hour. You are listening to the JewelNetwork.com, justifiably enchanted with enlightened living right here on Blog Talk Radio, blogtalkradio.com via the Jewel Network, and this is the Dr. Jewel Hour. And so, Dr. Jewel, I'm just trying to tie in uh, faith, attitude, beliefs, and uh, where folks are at and when they hear this stuff. And I know some folks are not digesting it, or I don't know if I can believe that. Can you address that mindset? Well, I think if you've been listening to what you've been saying, there's been a key word that's been missing, and that key word is knowingness. Mm. Okay, and so, you know, what I've observed is that individuals who do not understand the importance of developing the brain to activating more brain cells, there is a level of awareness that is the the, the ability to interact with consciousness Mm. that is below a particular level of frequency or vibration where they are not able to step into and to commit to affirming the vibration that they're on. They don't have the vibration of knowingness. And so, therefore, we know for a fact that the individuals who know are the ones who manifest. So we have to know. Well, it's up to us to learn, to seek within ourselves. And, I mean, y'all no, no, have no, to... No, 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 no. No? Okay, no. So you have to understand that I'm talking about a frequency here. I'm talking okay. about a concentration of energy. When we have enough concentrated energy, the frequency is so intense, we create an intensity of chemistry Mm. where the cells commit to a standard of action. That is a knowingness. Okay, when people are talking about believing, the cells are being primed to take action, if you want to look at it kind of that way. There's okay. enough chemistry where the cells recognize, oh, you know, I'm supposed to contract here or I need to make this substance so that you know, the other parts of the cell can do X, Y, and Z. And they're in the process of building up enough concentration to reach a threshold of which finally there's enough of that substance that the cell can take action. That's what a belief is about. But when a person recognizes that they are 100% focused and in alignment with a vision that they want to actualize, they have infused enough energy into the brain that those brain cells make the concentration of directives strong enough where the cells are automatically committed, the act is carried out, and it's over. It is a knowingness. And people don't understand that a belief is a process of getting to the level of knowingness, but the only reason why they're not presently at the level of knowingness is because of their vacillation 
in what they are seeing and thinking. And so that translates by humanity as insecure or doubts or ambiguity. Okay, And that's what that is, but that's all a part of how judging and criticizing diminishes the potency of your capacity to have sound, thorough thoughts that stimulates the brain to make complete instructions of a concentration necessary to demand execution by the self. And this is all about attitude. That's why when we go into judgment and criticism, we automatically then begin to shift everything in the tissues. And the end result of that is you become dismantled. You lose your shape, you lose your figure, et cetera, because of your ambiguous thinking. Okay, to judge is ambiguous thinking because for you to make a decision about something else, means that you're not focused on what it is that you want to achieve. A person who is in 100% concentrated focus sees nothing else except what they want to manifest. That's beautiful. So attitude truly is everything, and it is the chemistry that will allow the bloodstream to naturally caress and awaken the immortal genes into full activity. The bloodstream is also the rough road that, under all circumstances, will never allow the immortal genes to become active. And when that happens, there is no standard repetitive tissue regeneration and the wear and tear of the chemistry from judging and criticizing will dismantle and destroy the collagen vascular tissues of the body, and everything connected via that system will move out of place and collapse. So now, that's right. So, you know, check this out. Now, look at this. So interesting. All these people that are getting the Botox injections, You know, what does Botox really do? It does what? It paralyzes the muscle so that it cannot respond to what? An opinion, a thought. Isn't that amazing? The muscle becomes fixed and it does not respond to your thoughts, your expressions. And so, therefore, now the face doesn't have the folds and the wrinkles because the muscle is not what? Under tension. So now the Botox makes the disconnect where the muscle can no longer respond to your judging or criticizing. And so now the muscle is nice and smooth and toned. So your face looks nice and smooth and toned, but otherwise everything will be drooping because when that muscle has to constantly stay under tension because of your chronic opinions and judgments, et cetera, it causes a disharmony, a dis. Uh, similarity in the face. It interrupts the contours of the face, etc. And so we call that, you know, the formation of what they call those uh, crow's feet and all these pulls <laughs> and tucks and all those different things that are due to the muscles that are under constant tension 
because of the constant criticism and judging that the tissues have to respond to because you are not focused on what it is you want to achieve and can walk through your life having no opinion on anything else other than what you are interested in achieving at the moment. So I would, you know, I would want to say that you're now interested in learning how you can keep your thoughts centered Mm-hmm. in such a way where you don't automatically return to your habit of having an opinion on everything that manifests in front of you. And one of the things that really helps to allay that readiness to classify and divide everything is to learn the laws that sustain the order of this planet. We call them universal laws. Those are the same laws that keep Mars and Mercury and Jupiter and Saturn from crashing into each other. And the way that they influence matter, including ourselves, is a very non-opinionated observation of letting matter be what it is, just accepting things as they are and understanding that that's how they are and this is what I am moving toward, this is what I want to accomplish today this week, next week, etc. Everything else, it's what it is, and I choose only to focus my neurons on what it is that I'm committed to wanting to experience. I'm just an observer otherwise. So most people do not know how to go through their life and be an observer. And it's difficult to be an observer when you don't understand what you're seeing, when you don't understand the order of how that experience came about because what we've been taught is either there's a champion and there's a loser or that there's a victimizer and a victim. Mm -hmm. And that's how everybody's walking around seeing their life, but then what are they doing? They are making judgments and criticisms. Then the muscles fall away from the bones and we age and so on and so forth. So yeah, we because have to you learn to destroy the quality of the stream of life, which is the bloodstream, because you keep it loaded with attitudes of polarity. Mm-hmm. Polarity, you have to remember now, dismantles. It separates things. It doesn't bring about congruity and harmony and unity. You have to remember that. So every time you say this is good or bad, you've polarized something. You've brought it, you separated it, you didn't bring it together. Every time it's positive or negative, you separated it, you didn't bring it together. Every time you said it's good or bad, you brought about the polarity. You didn't see the harmony. See, by you not being willing to see harmony, that that is just what it is, now also changes the chemistry of your blood, and it becomes disharmonious. Based on what you said it was You see disharmony The bloodstream becomes disharmonic Absolutely Someone wrote here in the chat room Dr. Jewel Does that include being neutral on social issues? Well social issues are created by everyone Who's involved in the social issue There's no victims And when you know universal law You would know that So you can stand there and watch Everyone involved recognizing that they participated with the use of their mind 
and the use of their brain and body to help create the environment that they're interacting in. And so any one of those individuals can change their thinking and they will immediately change that entire experience. And you'll observe it and see it change. So the moods and attitudes and temperaments and when folks say, speak to the hand, <laughs> that's doing more detriment to you individually. because Always of the first. The person who goes and decides to become divisatory, to become polarized, always gets the first dose from their own brain made by their own neurons first. Right. So what they have seen in their mind to do unto others first is done unto them via their own brain. Amazing. And just think about all the thoughts and the judgments and criticisms that they may have and don't take any action on. So they make sure then that all of the divisatory results happens to them and them only. So people say, yeah, this is what I thought. I would have said this, and I would have done this, et cetera, but I didn't say nothing. I just kept it to myself. Good. So, you know, you just, you know, infused your blood with all of that drama, polarized thinking, et cetera. Your blood chemistry went way, way, way off. And how many well, you said nothing and not. <laughs> right. And how many days is it going to take for your bloodstream to return to neutral because of that? People are not recognizing any of this. So this huge disconnect between how they, as a consciousness, interact with their brain, with their body, etc., is totally what causes them to lose the very thing that makes them, in this dimension, so wonderful, that they have a physical body. They lose it because they don't have the owner's manual. They don't know how to use it appropriately so that they can get what they want. When they want it, you have a, a avatar, a body that can last for thousands and thousands of years, but you do not know how to use it properly. And the overlay of the type of thinking that you do, what you release from the mind into the brain, has been very destructive to the body. Can you imagine, obviously, what Mr. Cheney must be thinking? That, you know, what has he had, five or six heart attacks, et cetera, and they're trying to figure out what they can do to, you know, help his heart at this point, all the, the graphs that he's had and all these things, and he just continues to create a bloodstream that continuously dismantles his tissues. Hmm. Here's a thought for you, Dr. Jules. Someone, one of my people told me, I was telling them about being immortal and our cells are immortal, you know, by evidence of the HeLa cells or Henrietta Lack. And she came back at me like, well, why would I want to be immortal anyhow? Well, <laughs> obviously, here we go with, you know, attitude and aging. Mm-hmm. So just how she stated that means that she definitely is an AA individual. She has an attitude that promotes aging. Okay, and she's already made some clear decisions about the fact that the experiences that she's creating for herself are not exciting. They're not wholesome for her. They basically are not bringing joy into her life. 
they're not satisfying, and the attitude appears to be one that she doesn't recognize or know, nor has she made a decision that she's going to get further information so that they can be. And she's really resolved that this is how it is, and, you know, you just kind of get by every day until one of the major organs of the body becomes so dysfunctional till it basically shuts down, and then she's out of the body, and she's okay with that, even though she doesn't even know what she's okay with. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Here's so again, question. yeah, again, it's a lack of information, and uh, it's about her not having a focus. The person like this, they need to be asked, what is it that would bring you the greatest joy in life, and that you would want to get up every morning to participate in creating? To experience What is it And see nobody's really obviously asked her that question Or if they have Her conclusion was such that she did not Know That she could have it Let alone believe That she could have it If she was willing to Stop being opinionated And just take action To align herself As a mind With her brain so that the body could then align, so that the mind could, the brain could then align the body, so that she could see straight away how she could now have what it is that she envisioned. She's not willing to move into that level of self-awareness, self-education, and self-alignment. Yes. Living my life like it's gold in 45 minutes past top of the hour. You are listening to Dr. Jewel's Hour right here on the Jewel Network, justifiably enchanted with enlightened living. Make sure you tell all your people on Facebook and tweet and Gmail and everybody else, tell them to tune in, because you can't get this knowledge and information nowhere else in the galaxy, but right here on thejewelnetwork.com via Blog Talk Radio. Yes, I'm the co-host, Brother R.A. And uh, there is a question, Dr. Jewel, in the chat room. Someone was asking about a question about tattoos and their effect on melanin. Well, they're pigments, just like melanin is. Uh, They aren't biological pigments in that they aren't living, but once they're absorbed by melanin, melanin will empower them with uh, light, with energy. So, therefore, they will be energized by the energy that melanin contains. So, I think more so than being concerned about the effect on melanin, it's more so what was the mind of that individual trying to portray to the body that it, again, wanted to brand it, okay, or to market it in such a way as though it is not already branded and marked by the consciousness of the individual. So what was it that it was trying to say or to exhibit that it felt that it couldn't use its own mouth and hands and body to express? Hmm. Interesting. So I interpret that as what was the purpose for the tattoo because it was the mindset that made you think that you didn't have enough color so you knew you wanted some ink on you. <laughs> well, not even, not even necessarily, you know, whatever color the tattoo may be. 
I've seen some very beautiful expressions of art mm-hmm. that have been applied on the skin. You right. know, uh, in Polynesia, uh, the uh, history of the people was carried on the skin. And so, therefore, uh, you know, the prince, princesses, the chiefs and chieftains, etc., all had the history permanently of their village placed upon their skin. So it's kind of an interesting way of carrying the information in your brain because the skin is an outer brain. Right. Okay. So uh, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting when you look at it from a physiological, scientific perspective. But uh, in the ancient times when those tattoos were placed on the body, the history was told, the music was sung, the ink was, you know, uh, made sacred and prayed over, and even the technique, the individual who uh, inlaid the tattoo in the skin literally went into trance so that Mm -hmm. every hit of that hammer to that piece of bone or whatever that they may be using Mm -hmm. had intent. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It was indelibly written upon your brain, literally. So I think that that whole understanding was lost, and so it's now moved to a level where it's gotten to be quite social, and uh, it deals with a whole level of thinking that is very, very different than the original intent of having a body that exhibited that this literally was indelibly written, the memory, the history, not only on the body, but also on the brain, and also literally on the souls of those individuals. Wow. That's that's really beautiful to know that we have that kind of connection, that we can get that deep into ourselves. But let me also let folks know that if you have questions and you have called up, you can raise your hand just by pressing the number one. And for those that want to call in, the number is 347-215-9531, uh, I'm sorry, 347-215-9531, and if you have a question, raise your hand by hitting number one or write it in the chat room, and please do let more folks know. And let's go to the phone lines. I do see you there, 708, area code. We're coming to you. You're live with Dr. Jewel during Dr. Jewel Hour. What you got to say? Uh, greetings. Um, and I'd like to say um, I really appreciate Dr. Jewel, and I've been wanting to meet her a lot of years. Mm-hmm. I have um, two issues and, and express a concern. Uh, I have uh, sacrodosis and also have um, uh, gum disease, and I want to know what can I do to uh, rid myself of these uh, diseases. Or okay. diseases. I didn't hear the first one. You, I heard gum disease, but what's the other disorder? Sarcoidosis. Oh, sarcoidosis. Okay. Yeah, that sarcoidosis is very interesting. You know, I always looked at it as kind of a catch-all disorder that they really didn't really understand what it was. And mm-hmm. so they just kind of watched the person deteriorate and degenerate and dissolve. And, you know, steroids were offered, et cetera, but they really couldn't make the diagnosis. I thought it was significant that it also occurs most commonly in melanated, uh, dependent, melanin-dependent individuals, and we see it most common also in individuals who have a, a origination in consciousness and locale this lifetime from the South. 
Mm-hmm. So at one point they were thinking that maybe it was an allergic reaction due to the resin from the pine trees, et cetera, so many more pine trees in the south. But um, as I've really begun to observe the neurologic relationship between the mind, the brain, and the body, I recognize that this is a form of self-rejection, that these individuals are really having a combat, literally, between complete self-acceptance of self because the autoimmune disorder totally dismantles and destroys the immune system. The tissues actually begin to degenerate uh, within themselves. Their own immune system turns against their own tissues, especially in the respiratory uh, centers, the spleen, that kind of thing. So this interpretation for me is an individual who is really continuously in battle in having a loving relationship with self. So, of course, you know, the medical institution has not done a psychological evaluation and has not employed uh, counseling or what I call lifestyle support in really helping these individuals to go back in their past, in their childhood, and see when and where they made a declaration that there was something really wrong with them that they would not accept about themselves or forgive about themselves. Now, in relationship to gum disease, you know, I've always seen mouth disease being associated with individuals who are quite judgmental, quite critical, and quite uh, intense in expressing these polarized thoughts. So it seems as though their willingness to express these highly polarized, opinionated thoughts creates a a resonance, a frequency across this oral cavity. The mouth has been created to be a a resonance chamber that gives the individual the capacity to resonate the frequency of thought that they are entertaining in this chamber to be released out into the universe. And when this resonance chamber is misused by projecting and releasing into the universe polarity, energies, frequencies, words that separate and divide, that, again, the tissues in this cavity are the first to be bombarded with this very harsh and divisatory energy. And the tissues over time, when this is repetitively done, begin to degrade and to disintegrate. And so obviously the teeth break down as well as the supporting tissue around the teeth, which are the gums. So obviously anything that's deteriorating is returning back to its original state, and all cells of the body originate from single-cell organisms known as bacteria, rickettsia, and viruses. So a virus is actually a pre-mortal or a primordial form of human tissue, as well as bacteria, and the people don't know this. So, so it's the, it the original primordial cells that are responsible for us as a community of more evolved cells to exist, known as the human body. But you are built upon the backs of bacteria, viruses, and then the smaller particle organisms known as rickettsia. 
So it's a degenerative state that you're experiencing with the gums, and it originates from a polarized thinking that is then communicated via the brain to the tissues chemically, and those chemicals maintaining a polarized state of blood quality then cause the tissues to degenerate because the tissues are not allowed in a polarized blood chemistry to regenerate. So uh, do I hear you saying it's a thought process as opposed to a food uh, intake process? Always. Everything manifests from thought first before anything else. All things originate from thought first. Yes. And until you can appreciate that and understand who you are, you are a frequency of organized thought and knowledge that is interacting through a physical body to express yourself as an energy form in this dimension. That is your true energetic anatomy. Now, uh, do I hear you saying uh, elevate your thought process to a point of frequency where it's a positive as opposed to the negative, and then that will alleviate everything? Not at all. You don't hear me saying that at all. What I well, what say, are you saying? I'm saying get a life, literally. And when I say get a life, I mean get a focus. What do you want to achieve in life? And focus on that and only that. And anything else that comes into your life that is not associated with, as you comprehend it, to assist you in materializing and experiencing what it is what that goal is that you want to achieve, you have absolutely no opinion on it. I see. That you are an observer of everything else and you are active in events and circumstances that you have declared will allow you to manifest what you desire to experience. So it's like an individual who decides that I want to climb Mount Everest. And they recognize that I'm underweight. I know that my muscles are not such that I can't even pull my own body weight. So what are they going to do? They recognize, well, I've got to go rock climbing. I've got to go into the gym or wherever they have these rock climbing walls. I've got to go wall climbing. And I've got to get trained on how to wall climb. I've got to build my muscles up so I can pull my own weight up. I don't know that much about ropes and levees, et cetera, so I've got to go get trained on that. I've got to learn about the clothes I should be wearing about the environment I'm going into. Am I breathing properly, et cetera? What kind of foods do I eat? Well, maybe I need to change my diet so that my body can become acclimated to the type of foods I need to eat to be able to have this experience. So when that person moves into 100% involving themselves in everything that they need to do to have that experience, they don't have time to look at what the people across the street doing because it seems like they just drink all day. And they're not observing what is going on here on Wall Street because that has nothing to do with them at this moment. They're not observing, basically, what's going on in the politics of other countries, et cetera, because that has nothing to do with what they want to achieve at the moment. Even though that may come across the news, they can see it, but they have no opinion. Even though they see what's going on across the street at their neighbors, they have no opinion because their consciousness is totally absorbed in materializing everything that needs to occur so they can have this experience. And so, therefore, they will be able to go through whatever it is that is necessary to be able to have that experience successfully because they did not 
polarize the bloodstream. They did not deplete the tissues on dealing with issues and circumstances that have nothing to do with what they're focused on. They will be very centered and capable of doing this because they have not allowed extraneous information to clog up and to distort or erase or dampen the clarity of the focus. See, because whatever you focus upon literally is a picture in the prefrontal cortex of your brain. And when you can hold that picture there, all the neurons then are committed to secrete the instructions, the chemical analog of that picture, so that when it goes into the bloodstream as chemistry, the cells of the body absorb that. That geometric construct now is the geometric construct that gives instructions to how the cells are to function so that the body, the entire body, can actualize that image that you are holding on or in your brain. See, this is the breakdown of how all this is working. And I don't want you to waste time and then 20 years later say, you know, that woman on that radio, she was telling us this 20 years ago. I have heard this over and over again as I have begun this dispensation over 25 years. They're like, yeah, we remember you were telling us this 10 years ago. But what did you do as far as changing the way that you think so that you could not bring about any further destruction and aging of your tissues. Yes, we are living our life like it's golden right here on the Dr. Jewel Show. It is one hour, well, let's say there's only 30 minutes left of Dr. Jewel's 90 minutes right here on the Jewel Network via Blog Talk Radio. So, area code 708, did you understand all of what Dr. Jewel was saying? She made it clear enough for you, and you will go out now and not be judgmental and critical and have no opinions, and you'll heal yourself because of what you believe is what you experience? Is that directed at me? Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes, I did. Uh, I was very enlightened. Uh, I have such vast interest, I think, um, what she's talking about. I do need to be focal, uh, central focus, and uh, I have not because I have such a vast interest and um, um, wanting to know pretty much everything and interested in pretty much all things. So I will uh, stop doing 50, 11 dozen things and try to accomplish one at a time. And that is, that is very important because, see, Absolutely. this is why I keep telling you, you were born a mortal. Do you understand that the force field that we come from, you want to call it God or whatever else, but this awesome field of consciousness that is responsible for all things known and unknown, do you think that knowing of itself how much is to know that it would basically give you a lifespan of two minutes? That's ridiculous. Your lifespan is as infinite as you want it to be, and your tissues, as we've proven, are immortal. So, therefore, you don't have to multitask. You can be with one experience at a time and totally be with it in the present, experience it totally, and then be able to move on to the next things. So I'm saying that we were built to be able to go on a 200-year journey to another star or solar system and be able to return back home. 
and be able to tell the story and to paint the pictures and to, you know, write the letters and the books and whatever else you may want to do with sharing that experience. Our bodies were built to last, but they cannot last when there's an intelligence that is activating the organism inadequately. You cannot do that. That's what we're saying. You've got to develop that brain so that you can be an adequate director, orchestrator of what it is you want the body to involve itself in to give you the information that you want to experience from that environment that you so choose to create. This is a vehicle that interacts for you to gather information so that you can become more aware of your own greatness. This is great. Absolutely. Thank you, Area Code 708. Let's move on to the next question right here on thejewelnetwork.com, justifiably enchanted with enlightened living. And don't forget, if uh, you're not near your laptop or your Internet, you can listen to the show via the phone, 347-215-9531, 347-215-9531, and area codes, 973, we're coming to you. You're on live with Dr. Jewel. What you got to say? Can you hear me? Yes, we certainly can. I want to say good good evening to you both. Thank you. Um, um, my, name, my name is Ty, and I'm a, I'm a big supporter of the Jewel Network. I've just been a big supporter of Dr. Pokorn for quite some time, and I just, um, before I ask my question, I just want to extend my gratitude to just your information and enlightenment that, you know, has really helped me soar <laughs> through the years. So I just have to say thanks for that before I ask my question. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, Absolutely. Uh, my question is I'm very much interested in the um, the brain balancing. I'm going to, you know, I've I've been following you guys online and I'm going to, uh, sign up for the program, and um, I'm, I'm, I'm really intrigued about it. Uh, I just want to know that for those individuals who may be expanding uh, their consciousness um, via other methods, you know, perhaps um, um, like, you know, pineal gland activation or just um, kundalini activation just through just – expanding their consciousness through what they learn through meditational practices. I just want to know is it like is there a relationship where your 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 brain your your brain um what is it the the quotient I I, I don't want to miss I don't want to say it incorrectly the 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 um emotional it's the numerical value that you have from 200 to 800 that you're speaking yeah. of that I saw you speak of online. What is that? Uh-huh. Well, this is a, a uh, measurement standard that from accessing the energy fields that you broadcast from your body, from your brain, that it will let us know what that ratio is of how much energy is flowing between the right and the left hemisphere of the brain. As I said earlier uh, today, that people are not recognizing that based on states of consciousness you have 
different qualities of experiences or different experiences altogether. And Mm -hmm. people are not really able to see or to even think about how do these experiences occur because obviously they must be doing things differently than I'm doing it. A good example, space stations in, in outer space. The space station in outer space that is a international space station does not have a surgical suite, does not have a hospital on it, and all these different things. So we have people who are spending, staying there six, seven, eight months at a time. What happens to them? How do they keep their body uh, in shape being in such a unique environment? That is that, you know, there's no gravity there. Their uh, relationship to the sun has totally shifted. So the melanin uh, interaction, serotonin, uh, melatonin cycles are all different, et cetera. How do these individuals stay aligned and in tune? Well, they worked on this many, many years ago because they recognized that they did not have the capability of putting a whole hospital in outer space, a whole uh, surgical room, et cetera. So how are they managing? Well, they know that everything is energy, that everything is a representation of the electromagnetic spectrum or frequencies from the light field. Everything is light. So they know that everything is a frequency, and if they can give a numerical value to a particular frequency, that frequency will hold that numerical value, and if it shifts, you are able to know so. So if you look at, for example, your telephone number, your telephone number is a numerical representation of a frequency. That's why we know that when we dial your telephone number, only you should answer or either whoever else is in your house where that frequency is associated. So the same happens for every organ of the body. And so, therefore, every organ of the body is on its own particular frequency. And we can know what that frequency is by giving it a number. And when that frequency then is responds to those numbers, we know that we have contacted the liver or the spleen, et cetera, where the same thing happens for the brain. And so we can literally contact numerically the right and the left hemisphere of the brain, and we can ask them, electric, we can ask them by frequency, just like I'm talking to you by frequency, what is your relationship with each other? Are you in a relationship with each other that is harmonious for all of the cells to interact? And they will let us know. Well, give us the numbers that show the degree that you are not in sync with each other, and they will give us those numbers. Oh, Dr. Jewel? You you broke up there. I'm sorry, Dr. Jewel. Hello. Okay, your frequencies are overpowering (laughs) the network. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So, Dr. Jewel... Oh, boy. You can't hear me at all? Now now, now I can hear you. Now I can hear you. (laughs) Tone down your frequency, Dr. Jewel. You're overpowering the network there. (laughs) Yeah, this is amazing. Well, as I was saying is that, you know, because we know it's a three-digit resonance that Mm -hmm. is happening with the brain, that from 100 to, you know, 999, we can then ask, what is the numerical correspondent to the frequency that you're resonating on? And when those numbers are given and they're not in the proper ratio, we know that you're not balanced. 
So mm-hmm. what balances and harmonizes everything? Well, as you know, there's something known as the golden mean ratio. And the golden mean ratio measures what? Proportions. All proportions are a numerical values indicating frequencies of interactions of light. And so those are measured with what? Something known as calipers. Calipers. Okay. So we can then basically, with numbers, identify the relationship, the proportions that are going on, the frequency interactions between the right and the left hemisphere of the brain, and give you a numerical printout, literally. And as okay. you then use sacred geometry, geometric forms, to allow that interrelationship of frequencies to harmonize, you will be able to see the difference yourself. You will activate more of the neurons that are dormant or barely active, and your awareness of reality will also become much more thorough to the extent that, for example, you know, seeing things in 3D will be natural. You have to understand that there's no such thing literally to a what can I call a balanced brain that things are really not 3D. So when you look on a piece of paper, you'll see that the paper is 3D. The mm-hmm. ink is not really on the – there's a space between the actual surface of the paper and the ink. Now, it is only brain tissue that has been activated to that extent that can see that space. Okay, so okay. I'm saying that you – same thing in a computer. I mean, you'll be able to see the layers of how these these – were these uh, web pages were built, et cetera, because you'll be able to see that. Your vision now becomes so in-depth that you are actually able to see through space. But that requires a higher evolution of the neurons of the brain, and we know that geometry does that. So by your willingness to expose yourself to the templates that allow light to become dense and manifest as what you perceive as objects in reality, these are the same templates that also will grow the neurons to be able to perceive mass in a different way, to see light in a different way, to be able to see it thoroughly. So it's no different than an individual who has, you know, beautiful 20-20 vision and somebody who's, you know, dealing with 10-400 the difference is is that their cells are not able to handle and to perceive clearly and precisely particular frequencies of light. So to their brain, they don't see, as opposed mm. to someone who can't. And so we're saying that you don't see. And for you to really be able to see better and to see thoroughly and more intensely the frequencies that are in your face requires you to sharpen your brain to sharpen those neurons, to integrate them to a higher degree so that you can really see in depth what is around you, what is before you, what is above and below you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so with that expanded awareness where a person can see more, like those, like you said that the hemispheres of their brain have a relationship um, and they're seeing more, What, what, what is there any relationship between that brain function and uh, the and the activity of various chakras in the body? Like, are you, are you observing? Always, with... always, always. Okay. But many of these areas of the body will remain dormant throughout an individual's life because they have so little brain cell integration. 
And so that's what I'm saying is that this is we call this program the baby steps or the kindergarten of priming the neurons to be able to access areas of the brain within itself that allow you to experience these dormant attributes that are lying throughout your body. Okay. I'm so eager to join this program. Well, we, Thank you we for... definitely want to rid the problem of the world as many problems as possible, and everybody walking around with an imbalanced brain is a problem, and they know that themselves. So we just want to say that you don't have to be a problem to the planet anymore, to yourself, or to anyone else. All you have to do is just give the energy to the neurons so they can mature, and you will see it for yourself. I mean, this is something that you have to experience, and once you're on the other side of knowing how your brain is now able to function, you'll be able to tell other people. But one thing that's so great about this, once you balance your brain, you're always balanced forever. You will never have an imbalanced brain again. This is not something that becomes outdated and falls away, et cetera. It's a permanent a permanent experience, and I tell you, your life is drastically different, different afterwards. So what I have discovered is that having done this so long, that there is a lack of a vocabulary to describe what one is aware of because I recognize that the vocabulary that we use was uh, created and sustained by individuals that did not have a balanced brain. Hmm. So a lot of what I experience I have to uh, transmit telepathically through pictures. Mm-hmm. Do you Do you encourage people to ex- Expand their language or change their language since words are sound and vibration as well? Um, well, of course, but that has to be an agreement that we all have to agree on what the expansion is going to be because, you know, we I was just talking with someone about the lexicons, and those lexicons were written, you know, in the 14, 15, 1600s when words were created, and they were created by individuals who didn't have balanced brains and they had limited amount of neuronal capability. And so, therefore, as we move into these new areas of the brain, we're like, this is like inner space. We have people in outer space doing pioneering work. You are now entering into inner space where you're doing pioneering work and going into areas of the brain that the rest of civilization behind us in the past have never had access to except a few people like Paracelsus, um, uh, what's the gentleman with all of his... uh, Quadrans, um, Notre Dame, see Edgar Casey. These were all individuals that had access to areas of the brain that were unknown to most people. So they looked like psychics, or they looked like extreme people. But everybody could have been doing what they were doing. They just did not know how to awaken these areas. So mm-hmm. now we have a standard capability of how to do that. So everybody can move to a new level of interaction, comprehension, et cetera, and you will see all kind of fabulous things going on. So to be able to drive a car that is now without wheels, that actually uses air to propel itself up the side of a building so that you can drive up the side of a 200-story high-rise and park your car in your garage that's part of your apartment, oh, yeah, that is quite capable and you will be able to perceive the technology and how to do that once you're able to enter into these areas of the brain that are dormant. Mm. 
but you have so to groom the neurons to be able to make the connections. Absolutely. I'm so eager to join us. I'm so eager to sign up for this program. <laughs> I mean, I just 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 in just developing a, a, a conscious relationship with my melanin through following Dr. Pulcrum through the years and just you know studying the melanology and everything. And just I've seen the difference in my own telepathic abilities right. and you know, but see, you have so-called psychic. And this is what's so important about this work, if I can say this very quickly, and this is what my next book is about, Vitamins and Minerals for Melanin. See, everybody, every human being is melanin dependent. I don't care how white you are. I don't care how black you are. Everybody has to be black on the inside because melanin is the physical manifestation of the entire electromagnetic spectrum in a biological, constantly changing environment. That's what we call life. It's energy constantly changing that causes activities to occur that manifest in a physical way. That's living, and that's what melanin does. It actually is like the wheel that spins all of this light in its photon, electron capabilities so that all of these other substances now are able to be charged, to regenerate, and to give off heat and everything else. So uh, you can be white as a sheet, but you still are black on the inside because every gene, every chromosome, every nucleus of the cell, every mitochondria has to have melanin for you to exist. Now, the key here is, is that you can have very little melanin But if you are focused and know how to use the brain, you can program your melanin to be able to allow you to access energy fields that the the blackest of black that have, you know, goo gobs of melanin will never know because they've never, ever programmed and had an interaction with their melanin to be able to access its capability in light frequency information. So this is what you're looking at here, and it's so interesting because even individuals who think that having very little melanin or no melanin at all is a better condition than to have melanin destroy their own body for thinking that because the melanin that they do need to keep the genes from mutating, to basically hold the chromosomes intact, to be the modulator and the battery that the energy in the mitochondria is stored in, et cetera, they destroy that because they now have become opinionated about what melanin is about, and it begins to totally shut it down. See, that's what I'm saying is that people are not understanding how attitude alters the... Dr. Jewell, attitude alters the... I'm sitting here on the edge of my seat. Where you at, Dr. Jewel? You done dropped out. I don't hear you. Attitude alters the... Can't okay. you hear me? Okay, now I can. Attitude yeah. alters the... The fountain of life known as the bloodstream. Okay. And so, Excellent. therefore, these people then thinking that, you know, white supremacy is, you know, the way to go, exactly. totally shut down the melanin that they do have, and they're out of here. So they have Parkinson's disease, and they have melanomas, and they have all these other diseases because smaller amount of melanin, their capacity to stay in a neutral attitude and to use the brain efficiently by focus, that small amount of melanin would allow them to do all kind of things, which is what they do. That's why, for example, this little red-headed gentleman who's studying with B.B. King, 
If you turned your back, you would never know that that was B.B. King playing, even though he has very little melanin with red hair. Mm. But the melanin that he does have, he has allowed it to be trained to be able to hear those frequencies and to reproduce them. Indeed. Indeed. So, so I have one nice. question. I'm sorry. I have one question. So black people, excuse me, melanin-dominant individuals then who have a white supremacist mindset as well, do they do the same? I, I'm assuming they do the same harm to themselves internally that, with respect that the, to... That is the whole point. So that is why all okay. of their melanin does not serve them well because of the attitude that they have, which now totally has made their melanin dysfunctional. It doesn't even work. Mm, thank you for your question, uh, nine seven three. Thank you, thank you so thank much. You. I'm going to keep listening. <laughs> thank you so much. Well, join All the right, balancing look. program. That's the big thing. Join That's the balancing big thing. program. Whether Absolutely. You not, so that you will permanently not be a problem on the planet. Not only join the balancing program, but tune in to Sister Rashika and Dr. Jewel's show that happens right here every week on the Jewel Network. Or if you miss today's show at 5 o'clock, go into the archives and download it. It is available, all this information about activating the dormant neurons and the ability to focus and take yourself to a higher frequency or get deeper within yourself is right here on the Internet. Just go right into the JewelNetwork.com, link into the Blog Talk archives, download Rashika or the Balancing Program. What's it called, Dr. Jew? The Balancing Program Show. That's it. <laughs> right. But don't forget now, and this is so important, and see, this is why, you know, I really enjoyed uh, Sophia Stewart's work because mm-hmm. with the work that I've done on my brain, I was able to really uh, interpret and understand many of the mechanisms that happen in mm-hmm. the uh, activation of these subtle centers in the brain and in the body as to why Neo literally became a new person because of his willingness to move out of and away from the personality area of the brain. Mm. So they showed how he had to be retrained, how he had to have new information downloaded, Mm -hmm. because now he had all of this neuronal capability that had to be given information. And once the information was given, the integration of that through the neurons obviously took him into the state that we were already born into, which is to be living God. So, you know, the, the, the capacity to get this kind of information from your environment requires that you have to have enough neurons activated. And that's all I ask for humanity is that we use the legacies that were left for us. This was left for us for over 5,000 years ago. All of these pyramids were left for us as reminders so that we could use the information that they left for us to get up off of this planet. And so I'm saying that, you know, nobody in Egypt was allowed to have service for the public and not have a balanced brain. That's why you can go there today and see blue, azure blue, green is green, orange is orange, yellow is yellow, as though it was painted last week. This is 5,000-year-old pigments. Mm-hmm. You understand that. And you have to understand that when a person recognizes that they are timeless, everything that they do becomes timeless. Timelessness has to start from a state of consciousness, and then everything you do now becomes timeless also. 
See, this Absolutely. is how this was done, and that's why the individuals who have been attempting to translate the hieroglyphs, et cetera, they could not do this. They could not reproduce this because of one or two things. One, they didn't have a balanced brain. That's the first law. And then secondly, they did not see what was before them in the reference of universal law. And once they're willing to grasp those two things, they got to get that. I don't care how many degrees they have. If you don't have a balanced brain, you're not going to be able to translate these ancient symbols. And then secondly, you got to understand universal law. Once you can do those two things, now it has no choice but to open up to you because you've opened up to all frequencies of light, all frequencies of information. And now we have to, you have to tune in again or download the show and come back and get it. But please let me know that uh, It's About Time with Randy Bruner is tomorrow, 5 p.m., but uh, we have the Sophia Stewart show happening this Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is the sister that wrote The Third Eye, from which The Terminator and The Matrix were stolen. She's, she's on every week you got to tune in to Sophia Stewart so she can drop that knowledge about The Matrix. I think this week we'll be discussing about authored work. And thank you, Dr. Jewel, for all of your energy. I love you. Thank you for your appreciation and patience. Well, tell them where they can write us to get on the back. Oh, yes. Oh, you can. More information, please. Info at thejewelnetwork.com. Info. Uh, or actually, is that feedback at thejewelnetwork.com? Feedback at thejewelnetwork.com. And don't forget to pass on the number, 347-215-9531. And what else? I'm sorry. Yeah, they've got, they've got to go through kindergarten first before they can read. And you've got to get balanced first, and then you'll be able to see the real alphabets and be able to understand what's before you. Come on now. Let's do this. Pay attention. <laughs> yes, we're, we've been Dr. Jewel's show. Thank you for tuning in. Peace. I love you all. Bye-bye.